0: Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home
1: every day from there. With my own
0: and here he is, ladies and gentlemen, with a new haircut,
2: Jerry Springer. Woo! Hey no, it, no, I just combed the hair back Well no, no because it was I mean, all wet and I put goo in it and it just uh it, yeah I got it well watch this it's coming forward. whoa, whoa no put it back again <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well you know what put it back again. it's funny case. my hairline is is receding uh-huh. no. no it's leaving town <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let my eyebrows grow long and just comb straight back. <laughs> hey,
3: I'd like to find, I was talking to my cousin Mike today and he said, hey, you know where I can get a Floby?" You guys know what a... Oh my gosh, guys, remember that? Well, a Flo... So, so George Clooney uh has made a zillion dollars for this guy who invented this thing called the Flogbee. So since the pandemic started, my wife has been cutting my hair. And I'm not having anybody cut my hair anymore ever in my life cuz it's so easy to say, "Hey, hey, give me a haircut in 5 minutes." Yeah, all right. And we go, you know, put a chair down in the bathroom, da blah mum, blah, blah, blah. she cuts my hair. So I bought a clipper, you bought one too, Jerry, during COVID-19, right? Yeah.
2: Oh, right, right, right. We yeah, did get clipper. it, but yeah, yeah, but we haven't. And, and, and I feel bad because I got scared and and because Mickey was absolutely willing to cut my hair. Yeah. But those scissors are sharp.
1: <laughs> <You> <laughs> she's know. got a lot of things to be
2: pissed <laughs> off and, about. And what if she's not happy with me that day, you know? <laughs> which is fair. Yeah, which is fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
3: Bonnie's been cutting my hair and she does it with these clippers and she's, Figured she watched some YouTube stuff. My God, uh, hairstylists who are listening to this are hating me now for saying this stuff because she watched some YouTube videos and oh, used yeah. me as a guinea pig. And says my haircut, so it's like she gives me good haircuts, I think. I mean, I don't have a big ego, so it's like fine to me. So anyway, I saw this thing where George Clooney uh, says... That his hair has been cut by himself for 15 years using a thing called a flowbeat. So I'm like a million zillion guys in America when I caught that in, in some kind of popular media and I immediately look it up $138 if you get all the parts to it. And here's what it is for those of you who don't know it looks like a shop vac because the inventor got it because he was like a carpenter dude and he's working in his wood shop and he had all this sawdust in his hair. So he took a shop vac and he sucked all the dust out of his hair. But that's only half of the invention. This guy was a genius. Then he figured out, wait a minute, if I can literally suck my hair up in a controlled fashion straight up, what if I invented something on the mouth of the vacuum that had cutters and I could have different ones. One would cut the top part longer. The sides, I would switch the head on the back, and it would cut it shorter. And then I'd be able to cut my own hair back top. So, you know, all of us guys look at George Clooney and think, "Dude is good-looking guy." Yeah, you know, I wish I looked like George Clooney. Jerry, you do look it's, as good as George Clooney. Yeah. I don't. A, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it,
2: you know, it, 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 you get used to I get used to it. <laughs> I
3: understand. I understand.
2: So, anyway, so he,
3: George Clooney, for 15 years or 10, 15 years has been giving himself a haircut with this thing called the Floby. Nobody knew that. Well, first of all, there was a rumor about it. And then in some interview, pop culture interview, Clooney, when asked, said, I do. And then he went on, I think, Kimmel's show, I don't know, last week. And they had a Floby, and he actually did it on the show and showed him doing it. So you can't buy a Floby now. They instantly, Damn. instantly sold out. And they're all made in America. And I, I was telling my cousin, I said, I wonder if Clooney knows this guy. And it's just doing him a favor, Megan, by telling him, I'm going <laughs> to use your product <laughs> and then talk about it, and you will not be able to keep him in stock.
0: So I'd love. Don't you remember when those came out? I like don't. The, the ass scene on TV. Oh my gosh, I do. We thought they were a joke the first time we saw them on TV. So television. you saw
3: infomercials about them. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, I absolutely. Don't that. Yeah, it's, it'd be the guy like sitting in his kitchen just going. <laughs> 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 would you agree though, Megan? When you see, because I hadn't really thought about this, but you know, you, we all see Clooney's big movie stars. So you see him in, in all these shows and movies and stuff. And, and, you know, from a guy's point of view, you look at him and, they, I, and he's from Augusta, Kentucky and Jerry, you and I, you know him better sure. than I do. His father, yeah. Nick Clooney, who's yeah. a p- prominent uh, media guy in the Cincinnati area. And, but you know, you look at Clooney, think, God, I bet he pays a thousand dollars for every haircut he's got to, because yeah. he's got, and it turns out he's using a flow bead.
0: Yeah. But, Okay, but, first of all, I've never once looked at George Clooney and wondered how much he spent on a haircut. Well, all right. Second of all, he's not using a flowbeat. <laughs> you don't believe it. You
3: don't believe it. No. no. Well, the point is... Oh, my is, God, Megan, you are so cynical.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, he done you. No, but the point is, what? it doesn't matter. Because if you look like Clooney, what's the difference what you do with your hair? That
3: might be true. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? It's not like it is true it is true. if you use that you think you're going to look like Clooney? yeah i hear you yeah (laughs) i mean (laughs) no no
3: i don't yeah it's not going to work (laughs) you know floby's not going to help that's true yeah anyway (laughs) hey um, I i had this idea and by the way we have uh jordan smart coming up and by the way, he we had Willie T. Taylor on uh, recently, and we've had Willie on before. And Willie's a very prominent singer-songwriter. And I remember he said on the show, David Proust reminded me of this before we started, that Willie T. says that uh, Jordan Smart is the best songwriter in America, and Willie T. is really good. That. So that, that's a good compliment. That's mm-hmm. a good Honestly, compliment he said that he said that on the podcast.
2: I totally he remember. Did.
3: So we're looking forward to hearing from Jordan. Megan's going to talk to him uh, in a few minutes and introduce him. He's going to do a really funny song that he's got. Uh, And we're going to hear Jerry's thought of the week. We always look forward to those. There's so much happening in the country. I did want to mention one other thing to you guys before we do that. And that is... uh, you know, I get ideas. I, I am the, I, I was the executive producer. I've been promoted to senior executive producer, and I appreciate that. And uh, so I, I don't know why the hell you think I so funny. Why, yeah. why do you think that's so yeah. funny? Anyway, as a senior executive producer, I spend, I earn the money that I make on this podcast.
2: You are um, worth. Those dollars. I will say, Gene, you are worth every penny you get on this show. <laughs> I hear you, brother. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, uh, I spent a lot of time, most of my waking hours, make the show better, make the show better. So I thought, well, I should be able, because I have a lot of political contacts, to work my sources to get Jerry on the short list as a Biden appointee next time there's a death on the Supreme Court. Because Jerry is a sitting judge as, as opposed to a standing judge or a running <laughs> judge. He's a sitting judge. And so I wanted to get him on the Supreme Court. Well, I got nowhere with that. No, (laughs) that's weird. (laughs) Really? Nothing. Did they not see last Thursday's show? (laughs) Well, there's there's the point. There's the rub, as they say. Therein lies the rub. I I changed my strategy and thought, all right, go old school. Do something that relates to his old TV show, very popular TV show. So I am now working my sources again, second round with them to have you. And I know I can make this happen again. To be the first person that Biden will give, because he'll do this to a number of people in his four years or eight years, the uh, Medal of Freedom. And I want you to get the Medal of Freedom for your impact on the culture because of your television show, your old show, the Jerry Springer TV show. Because I'm arguing, Jerry, and all the written materials I'm sending, that your TV show had more impact on the culture than any other TV show I could think of. You virtually. So and
2: I. I the can you imagine how proud I am?
3: And I know you
2: are. Yeah. So you, you let me know this is, how this is going because yeah. Well, this is.
3: Some are saying this could be my third strike because I tried to get your head on Mount Rushmore. I failed. Oh,
2: that didn't work.
3: Short list for the Supreme Court. No go. Now
2: this I'm is trying
3: for the mental yeah. Freedom.
2: I think you better start heading for the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Head down, toss the bat, and toss just quietly go back. <laughs> quietly go back to the bench.
3: Well, you can bitch while you're walking back too. That's all part yeah. of the game. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can scowl at the ump.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: scowling. Hey, uh, Jerry, uh, Yes. these have been busy weeks. There's so much going on. So we're recording this on what is it, December eighth. This will uh, launch tomorrow on to, into the archive, you know, around the 9th of December. Uh, so, you know, there's so many, so much happens every week, but here we are. And by the way, just tonight, news broke that the Supreme Court denied the effort in yeah. Pennsylvania. So that's the first time, isn't it, Jerry? Not, not that your thought is going to relate to this, but just a,
2: yeah. a pick your brain on this
3: real fast. The first time the Supreme Court on this uh, election has weighed yeah. in.
2: That, that's and, exactly right. And they, be just, significant. they They just refused to take the case. They just denied. Yes. They denied Trump and they didn't even bother writing an opinion.
3: Yeah. So that's you know.
2: pretty significant.
3: But anyway, what, what thought do you have this week that you can share
2: with us? Well, um, while Americans concluded early on that Trump was either a buffoon or mentally deranged or totally dumb or just downright evil, At some level, we all, to some extent, tolerated this chaos, believing that this is a tough time in our nation's history, but at a date certain, the good news is he'll be out of office and we can get about the business of fixing the wreckage he and his people have visited upon our nation. But if it wasn't clear before, his behavior these past few weeks, since decisively losing the election, should make it clear now that the greatest threat of his relentless assault on America will come in his post-presidency. We will pay for what some are calling his virtual treason, that is giving aid and comfort to our adversaries, those who would do us harm. We will pay for his betrayals for years to come because his undercutting of the whole idea of America and democracy cannot simply be rectified by having a new president. Look, the single defining characteristic of a democracy is the right of the people to vote for their leaders and to vote them out in the next election if they so choose. As per the Declaration of Independence, governments derive their just powers solely by the consent of the governed. That is what defines democracy and what separates a country from a dictatorship and tyranny. And look at what Trump is doing. He denies the results of an election that he lost overwhelmingly, indeed finding no evidence, repeat, no evidence of any fraud that would overturn the result of him having lost by nearly 8 million votes and by a landslide in the Electoral College. And here he is, the President of the United States, in an avalanche of tweets, speeches, and interviews, telling the world, much less his cult legions, that the American election, where over 150 million of our citizens voted, was a total fraud, a scam. He says, you can't trust it, folks. I actually won by millions. Indeed, the election was stolen. Now, excuse me, the more comforting response to all this is to simply say that he's an idiot, a baby, a narcissistic sore loser, and thank God we're done with him but that's not reality. There are people who actually follow him and not just the yahoos that go crazy at his rallies, but people who don't care about democracy or don't care that his rants are aiding and abetting foreign countries and terrorists at home and abroad who want to see America and democracy, if not totally destroyed, certainly weakened as a form of government. And sadly, we have seen this movement before. And it didn't have a happy ending. Germany, 1918. When the leaders surrendered, the allied victors took their pound of flesh, holding Germany responsible for the First World War, where 20 million people were needlessly killed and wanting to make sure Germany could never again rise up to start another war. They stripped Germany of its entire military, much of its industry, basically emasculating the country. Germany, a once proud and powerful nation, was humiliated. Poverty blanketed the nation, and what should have been predictable in this environment, the seeds of unrest were sown. A movement decrying their circumstance was born. Disgruntled citizens started blaming the leaders who surrendered. Defeat was declared, but it wasn't warranted. They shouldn't have surrendered, these movements declared. Small at first but growing in their alternative reality, they screamed the rich capitalists and Jews at the top were responsible for this betrayal. And they started to have their mass rallies, their mantra being, we've been stabbed in the back. We really didn't lose the war. Our leaders never should have given up, never should have surrendered. Any of this sounds familiar? A denial of reality stoked by men seeking power leading their followers with fear, anger, and resentment. The election was rigged. The election was stolen. Stop the steal, stop the steal. That's what's being chanted at these rallies now and on the social media. It's the same playbook. First, undercut the legitimacy of the whole government. Then into this chaos, the growing cult seeks a political savior, what they perceive to be a strong leader. Back then, it was this guy named Hitler. Today, it's Trump. Now, obviously, obviously, Trump is no Hitler. But equally obvious is the initial roadmap to an autocracy, to a dictatorship, to the dismantling of a democracy. Equally obvious is that this roadmap is undeniably being followed. Now, surely there'll be those who will observe what's happening as merely another Trump clown show. It's bad what he's doing, but he'll be gone in a few weeks, and thinking this will evolve into anything threatening our democracy is a bit much. Well, I disagree. Trump is inciting a disbelief in democracy. All the institutions are fake. The news, the government, stand up and stand by, he says. Rise up. And we already see evidence that his minions are Chris Krebs, our nation's head of cybersecurity, investigated and found that this was the most secure election in American history, with absolutely no evidence of fraud. Upon that announcement, Trump immediately fired him. Then one of Trump's attorneys goes on radio and says, and I quote, anyone who thinks that the election went well, like that idiot Krebs, that guy is a class A moron. He should be drawn and quartered, taken out at dawn and shot. That's what Trump's lawyer said on radio and then played again on television. He should be shot. A few days ago, Michael Flynn, Trump's former national security advisor, who was pardoned by him for lying during the Russia investigation, calls now for Trump to declare martial law temporarily suspend the Constitution, and send out the troops to supervise a do-over of the presidential election. There's more. Just two nights ago, the Secretary of State of Michigan had her home late at night, surrounded by a crowd of armed Trumpians, screaming threats at her and a four-year-old child because her office declared Biden the winner in Michigan a state he won by over 20,000 votes. Despite the fact that Trump has lost every single legal challenge in court, many with conservative Trump-appointed judges, despite the fact that Republican governors and state election officials in these contested states have all declared that the election was fair, no fraud, Biden won, he continues to attack them and they are all receiving death threats. Make no mistake, with a majority of Republicans actually believing Trump's lying rants, some crazies among his legions will carry out those threats. Violence is inevitable. The world will now see us as an unstable democracy. Our adversaries, our enemies, are loving this chaos. Even if it wasn't his intention for them, Trump delivered. So what can we do? Make every public official who either aided Trump or stood by in silence while he defiled our core values, make them pay in the next election. The only way we can restore America and make sure this assault never happens again is to let every politician know that if you stand by in silence, While a president undercuts the Constitution, democracy, and America itself, you are just as guilty as the president. Those congressmen and senators who rationalize their silence as a means to save their own political careers, let them see that their silence has, in the next election, ended their political careers. All right. Good and I can breathe again. <clears throat> Sorry. All right over there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and it's not, it's All right, not thank COVID. You, Jerry. It's just age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, just, it's just Jerry.
0: <clears throat> All right, gentlemen. As Gene said at the top of our program, we have with us tonight, Jordan Smart. Welcome, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Hi. Glad Hi. to have you back again. Um, so... I want to hear a little bit about where you're from Salinas. Is that correct?
4: Uh, I'm from, I grew up in Ohio, in Northeastern Ohio. Okay. But I moved what, to, to Kentucky recently from Salinas, California.
0: Okay, excellent. What, what brought you down to our part of the world?
4: Uh, I had been visiting Ludlow and Cincinnati area for a couple years because my friend Willie T, who was a guest a couple weeks ago, brought me down here and introduced me to the folk school people and the Whispering Beard crew. And that just felt like I had found a good community and went yeah, to California, great. didn't
3: didn't really work Jordan, out, out
4: there. And so we came here. Hey Jordan, let,
3: let me uh, fill in for our listeners. Uh, whispering Beard Folk Festival is the invention of Matt Williams, AKA Catfish, who started a place called Folk School Kentucky and it's where we under normal conditions record our podcasts and isn't it true jordan i think this is maybe what drew you there is that ludlow in its own weird kind of small way has has become a gathering place for a lot of singer songwriters i don't mean a hundred of them but they're probably you know if you round it up to people who live in those city limits five or ten songwriters who have come in from around the country. the harm brothers uh, maria corelli uh Etc. There, are yourself. Yeah. There are others, and it's Adam uh, Lee here, and yeah, there's Adam there's Lee several from Chicago. Yeah, it's almost mm-hmm. like a little mini Nashville brewing. Now I know that's overstating it, but it's not far from the Greater Cincinnati Airport. So if you as a singer songwriter and in better times when COVID's not blocking shows and travel, you can jump on a plane and head anywhere in the country. We're kind of in the middle of the US. Yep. And cool. low prices. I'm giving a commercial for Ludlow now. <laughs> I was going to uh, say,
1: Gene.
3: You know? Yeah, Are you still, Gene? Are you still on the Ludlow Park Board? I am on the Ludlow Park Board. We don't meet much because <laughs> you know we're all afraid that I might give somebody COVID nineteen, but. Uh, yeah, I, I am a proud member of the uh, Ludlow Park Board. I was also a member of the Cincinnati Cable Board. I'm a board kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, because people that are around you, I was on that. I was on that. Yeah, people around I was on you usually get bored. board of elections. They oh get board. Yeah. Anyway, back to, guests, <laughs> back to our
0: musical gentlemen. Back to our musical guest.
3: Well, and Flobies, and Flobies, don't forget no, them. <laughs> no, no. We Flo-bies. need to leave that in the past. <laughs>
0: Okay, Jordan, it says here that we, uh, we're we going to be hearing a song called Before They Take It Down. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh,
4: it was a tune that I wrote after watching a, a silly um, documentary, if you want to call it that, called Plandemic, and I just said uh-huh. it, Yeah. and then I watched a lot of people that I was surprised uh, were sharing and falling for silly documentaries, so I had to channel those feelings into a, a silly song about a silly thing great That's fair enough all <laughs> right
0: <laughs> all right so this is jordan smart with before they take it down
4: i really hope that y'all watch this and share it before they take it down
1: <laughs> well, i saw it on youtube concluded it was true so i put it on facebook to share it with you Sheep will wake up, you're being lied to I saw it on YouTube so I know that it's true Reptilian government overlords, they're coming for you And me and my racist ass uncle posted up some shit I had nothing to do and so I clicked on it And to my surprise, I believed every bit And my racist ass uncle posted up some shit about Reptilian government overlords that are coming for you And you're right, rights wake up Get ready to be scared Failure your cops up with fear The end of days is near Vaccine, moon landing, pizza place Sex dream, chemtrail JFK Paul's dead, that's okay At this flat so are we laying down in the sea Illuminati, World us all in world order Build a wall cause aliens are coming to take Your essential jobs And then they throw you in a few mechanics. Microchip, ancient air calvinic strip, planet X, Anunnaki, Nazi man invented, hockey Elvis, Slips, 2, they've been out in the gym, up two, LSD, DMT, psilocybin, ecstasy to the decalcify them pineal glands. You should give it a shot. <laughs> Wake up, <laughs> prepare, get ready, <laughs> be scared. Fill your cups up with fear, cause the end of days is near. Hell, guy I never heard of, he said he had the facts Documents and stock footage it's real so just relax This kind of information tends to slip right through the cracks A guy never heard of, well he said he had the facts And reptilian government overlords are coming for you And your guns, wake up Prepare Pocket ready Be scared Fill your cups up with fear cause the end of days is near I mean, it's a poison in the water supply And man and black a flash and a thing in your eye To make you forget everything that you know If you know the truth, they can tell Cause it shows they're gonna kill us all And try to take us down the hill It's all going down in 2012 Or was it 2021? <laughs> Wake up Prepare I'll get ready be scared. Fill your cups up with fear cause the end of days is near. Wake up. Prepare. Get ready. Be scared. You fill your cups up with fear cause the end of days is near. Fill your cups up with fear cause the end of days is near. Cops up with fear, cause the end of days is here, and Lord, I wish it weren't true, but it is. Oh.
4: Man, that's awesome. That was
0: fantastic. <laughs> it's the even scarier oh, version of the end of the world as we know yeah. it.
2: Yeah. Oh, that is great, Jordan. Good that's job, really Jordan. cool. It's oh, very, man. very cool.
0: So Jordan where can we hear some more of your music some more of your lyrics where do we go to find you
4: Uh anywhere you stream like iTunes Spotify uh what, specific whatever it's website? Uh, I have a website that's jordan smart dot jordan smart dot com sorry and then there's also a Bandcamp that's jordan smart music dot bandcamp dot com I just uh, cool. I just released a live album uh that I recorded last year uh 2019 i think it was march in madison indiana just up the river from here um, yeah so i had a good set there with willie t actually and uh they recorded it so i made an album out of it and put it up on that Bandcamp. so you can find that there it came out a couple of days ago if you're interested excellent yeah. so that's jordansmartmusic.com that's uh yeah that's my regular website and then i have jordansmartmusic.bandcamp.com yeah well, that excellent. was great yeah, we'll go check that, that was out that's
2: great it really is yeah, a lot of fun really good, really good. <laughs> wow and where? All
0: all right well, we're gonna go ahead Jerry. i sorry. was just gonna
2: say where'd your beard go <laughs> uh, the flowy, well, uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all
3: right that needs explanation people yeah. aren't seeing this they're hearing yeah. it. but jordan <laughs> has since shaved his beard we're seeing him on him on a zoom call had a great full beard last time that's good <laughs> yeah, just,
4: you know, quarant- quarantine. Quarantine yeah. does, it does weird things to you. Yeah. Three months without leaving your apartment and you got to change some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That group. was great.
0: Well, thank you very much, Jordan. Um, it's great having you with us again. And it's going to go ahead and take us out on Down by the Riverside with one Jerry Springer.
2: <laughs> better right. than two uh, of thank them.
1: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All late Oh, down my heavy load down by the riverside down by the riverside down by the riverside